For those who prefer Linux or are simply curious about Linux and other open source technologies, this is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to episode number 283 of Category 5 Technology TV. It is Tuesday, the 19th of February, 2013. Hey. Hey. How's Robbie today? I'm doing pretty good. How's everybody out there in Cat 5 world? Hello? Hey. Hey. (laughs) Hey, man. I've been all right. It was family day yesterday. What did you do? It was. What did I do? Besides the canaries. I saw the canaries. Yeah, we got, uh, we picked up a couple birds, which was something that we wanted to do for some time for the kids and and just for the the overall atmosphere. We love that. You were thinking, geez, you know, there's not enough background noise when I'm doing the show. Maybe we could... That's canaries, that's what we'll get. We got canaries, yeah. They're, they're, they've got a quiet, nice little chirp. And, and I heard the cat. Yeah. yeah just right. sits there staring up at them. But So that's kind of what we did. I mean, I cool. took the kids out in the morning. We got a fair bit of snow here. And and uh, over the past couple of weeks, we've been shoveling off the deck. I noticed you hadn't shoveled the driveway. Oh. I did, but you cannot keep up with that. And, and it's, I keep that's a whole other story. We'll, we'll but in the back, we shoveled off the deck. And all that snow, we piled up into a great big pile in the backyard, so they're able to actually go sledding in the backyard. So we did that Saturday morning, okay, all three okay. kids out there. And okay, you did the sledding thing. I, I, I was going to yeah. do, and you know, I shouldn't probably mention anybody's name, but there was a certain guy down in the States who has a pan load of money asking for the president's uh, uh, <laughs> birth certificate. I was going to ask you for yours when you <laughs> can't keep up with the driveway. Come on. <laughs> How Canadian. Not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're All right, you're shoveling every day then. I, you know, you probably have a snowblower. A little, I have a shovel. <laughs> I have a shovel. Listen to this. He's already doing the whole. When I was your age, <laughs> when I was your age, <laughs> I was out there with a shovel. Uh oh. Yeah. What'd you do? Oh yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Push the button that says. <laughs> yes, I've got this newfangled mouse, and I'm in big trouble. He's I learned t- his way I t- around. I touched a button on this. This is one dead sexy mouse, I'll tell you. It's, mm-hmm. but we got enough slack. I've been playing with it, so I, I've been using it on another. Oh, finally, Robbie is cutting me a little bit of slack. Thank you. <laughs> so what's going on tonight? I'm going to tell you what's going on in the newsroom. Excellent. That's what I'm going to tell you. Burger King's Twitter account was hacked <laughs> with McDonald's branding. <laughs> Yikes! Eleven people have been arrested in connection with a phishing scam worth millions. And we're not talking about family day <clears throat> fishing here, folks. No. There was a tournament on the bay. Uh, yeah. 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 I, and I heard it went very, very well. I heard that. Yeah. The iPhone trademark was registered to a Brazilian company six years before Apple. Isn't that crazy? I want to hear about it. Yes. Computer software has been developed to find long-lost languages. Hmm. Yeah. The creator of the chroma key effect has died at age 96. Mm. Stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. Eric, if you've got your mobile device here, uh, I recommend you turn it off. But for those of you at home, make sure you turn them on and visit m.cat5.tv when you're on that site. Of course, you'll be able to catch the show live. Uh, You'll be able to watch it on demand at any time. So very, very cool. You can see I turned off all the connections. All the connections. All the connections. The mobile network, the Wi-Fi, the mobile hotspot, which you really enjoyed when you had me up in Halliburton. Brilliant stuff. And my Bluetooth is turned off, so Excellent. There, I've got it covered. <laughs> so no Are we having fun yet? Oh, of course. Uh, tonight we're gonna be looking at the world's smallest computer. Whoa. Ooh. 
So stick around. We're going to be talking all about that. We've got your viewer questions. We're going to be looking at some data recovery options. Oh, what else have we got coming up? It's a it's going to be a busy show. We've also got your questions in the mailbox. So yes, we do. We could get to those room. pretty soon. Yeah, join us in the chat room, please. Category five on Freenode. All right. So, and Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. So, what do you think? You, you're up for some questions already? Well, first of all, I want to say welcome to all of our new viewers tonight. Before How do you know there's a new viewer out there? I know that Max is watching tonight. Oh. Maybe got a couple of friends as well that's, uh, that's watching with him. So, Did you ever uh, watch Romper Room when you were little? I did. Because yeah. I remember the oh, day she had her magic Max. tennis racket, and and she actually was looking through this and said, and I see Eric, and mom, mom, whoa, I was pretty whoa. darn excited. And you were hooked for life. I'm still excited. Yeah, and it's nice to see so many uh, familiar faces joining us tonight as well. And I see Johnny and I see Jot. Scott and Invincible Mutant and Swiss Andy and Jot. Yes, and Scott. Yeah. And... Swiss Andy. Yes, yeah, I see that. Yeah, okay. He's reading the same list that I've got up well. on my screen. Um, also, I don't know if you saw, but we've got a really cool website that's just been set up through YouTube, linuxtechshow.com. And on that website, uh, you'll be able to see just clips of the show. It's kind of like the rebirth of The Meat, our old feature where you know the, the uh -huh. meat of each episode was turned into just individual little clips. So if we say something really, uh, you know, that you think, oh, you know what, this would be really good for if mom. If Robbie says something profound... You'll that, find it there. If that happens, <laughs> you can send that around, uh, tweet it, uh, like it. Uh, but one of the things, when you go to linuxtechshow.com, please, by all means, subscribe to the channel. We'd love to. You know, it is new. We just introduced it last week, so uh, so we want to start to see some some subscriptions there, and we'd we'd love to have you subscribing to that channel. We would love that. Um, we will be getting into viewer questions, uh, but not until later on in the show, Eric. Uh, okay. Right now, um, we're well. We didn't we didn't get any postcards this week, uh, which you know is always disappointing. We've had the discussion here where you know maybe we just we'll we'll put all the postcards in a hat. And we'll pull one out once a week, and, and that person will get, like, a, a really super cool prize. Whoa. Just we got to think of a way to encourage you to get your postcards in from all over the world. We've received quite a few. Those of you on Backstage Pass, you can see the great big wall over here covered in postcards. We love to receive them. Yeah. Uh, you can actually send those to us through the post. It's Category 5 Technology TV, P.O. Box 29009, Barrie, Ontario, Canada, l 4 n Seven W seven. Well done, Robbie. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just <laughs> so like I said, we're going to be taking a look at the uh, the world's smallest computer. So don't go anywhere, and we'll be right back after this. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality, without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com Many of our viewers have been saying, hey, how's Major Tom? We haven't seen him in a while, and here you are talking about the birds. There he is, folks. Wow. Major Tom, a.k.a. Spacefish. Uh, you remember that uh, Krista and I uh, held a contest, seems like years ago, where, uh, where we named the fish based on your votes? There he is, Major Tom. I, I think he's like the longest living beta or beta. <laughs> I, I, I did it for him. You know, and it looks like beta the way it's spelled, but people say beta. That's just weird. I don't get that. That's just weird. Huh. Well, the folks in the chat room are saying hi to Major Tom. My goodness, there's David Bowie saying hi to Major Tom. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Huh. All Eric, right. We've been looking at the NetTalk Duo Wi-Fi. It's a fantastic product. We've got one of these to give away with a full year subscription. So you get... Fan Fantastic. A full year of unlimited phone calls. I mean, you're talking not just local calls, but anywhere in Canada or the U.S. I'll tell you Robbie's cell phone number after the show. <laughs> then you can call. You can call. 
what's cool about it uh in addition to all that of course that's that's amazing it's going to save you you know like 900 bucks a year in order to to make that switch let's just say hypothetical hypothetical situation you live in canada or the u.s you activate this on a local phone number why do i have to think hypothetically i'm just using this for the, for the viewer's <laughs> sake eric this isn't necessarily you i know where you live do you do want we ship to china uh, well, I, the 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 thing is, is that it's it's for Canada U.S. I know. phone number. I'll just right? let you go. So here. yeah, you could get this in China, but you would end up with a Canada or a U.S. phone number, right? So there's the catch twenty two. That's got to be a bit of a. But bonus. here's the story. Here's what's really really cool about it. You activate a Barry number, say. So now I've got my NetTalk Duo Wi-Fi. It works as a Barry number. Now, I'm taking a you know let's just why not let's take a one month vacation to Europe. Right, it's in my. It's just a story, so it might as well be a month. Uh, so I take this with me. Now, wirelessly through the hotel Wi-Fi, my my home phone number works in Europe. Or That's in, what you want when you're on vacation. Anywhere. Hey, Robbie, it's me. Not necessarily. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. But you're talking <laughs> no having to change your cell phone plan so okay. that you've got like overseas dialing or anything like that. No having to play, pay these astronomical fees. You've already got internet at the hotel or wherever you're staying. So you connect your NetTalk to a Wi-Fi. Now people can call your Barry phone number or wherever it is that you've activated it for. And it actually rings you overseas. Very, that is very cool. And it's free. It's a local call for them, and it's an incoming call for you. Now, similarly, you're in the UK, and you've got a, a NetTalk Duo Wi-Fi that's activated for Canada, and so you could call somebody that's a local call to that device, or that's anywhere in Canada or U.S. Hey, Robbie. Think about that. <laughs> I'm somewhere in Europe. <laughs> you're in Europe. You make the call to anywhere in Canada or the U.S., and it's a local phone call. There's Whoa. no long-distance calling That's very for cool. that call. So, we've got one of those to give away with the full year uh, of service with uh, with all of the stuff that I've been discussing here, and it's got all the the, the main features that you would expect from any phone provider, uh, giving you the chance to to literally fire your phone company, save yourself some money. All you have to do is go over to our website cat5.tv/phone and cast your ballot. Now that's actually going to be happening next week. So all right. One week from tonight, we're going to actually be announcing who the winner is so we've got ballots just coming out uh coming in like crazy make sure that your name is a part of that uh that list as well so very cool cat5.tv slash phone thanks to becca tonight for the coffee that's good coffee thanks beck mm. well done where are the cookies <laughs> he always <laughs> finds something to, it's something to complain about <laughs> All right. Nothing's ever good enough, is it, Robbie? Okay. Eric, we've been talking on the show, and I and I do talk about it often enough that you know I, I really want to help viewers who encounter things like phishing scams or or malicious emails, things that are going to trick them into providing information that they shouldn't. And so this week, something came in that's a little bit different, and we actually received a, a couple of emails here at the studio that really. It's astounding how real some of these things look. A phishing oh, yeah. scam is an email or, or a website or something that pretends to be something else to trick you into, uh, into actually providing your personal information. Hi, I'm Robbie Ferguson. Mm -hmm. Tell me your password. Last week, we actually demonstrated that it doesn't have to be a computer program. It doesn't have to be even on a computer. We can actually receive phishing scams by post as well. Yes. Uh, you could you could receive you could be walking through a mall and someone's handing out flyers and for all you know those could be phishing scams, who knows? I got a really what I would call a, a scary one this week because when I walked into the house, of course I carry my iPod Touch in my pocket. It's just my mm -hmm. mobile kind of device, and whenever I'm within reach of Wi-Fi, suddenly I start getting my email. So I entered the house and ping, I got a, an email. So I looked at it, and lo and behold, I got an email that absolutely seriously looked like it was from PayPal. We've never touched on this before. We've, whenever we've looked at phishing scams, we've always looked at it from the approach of you're sitting at your computer, you can see the address bar, you can kind of figure it out that way by hovering your mouse over a link. A mobile phone, or a mobile device in my case, you don't have that advantage. You don't have a mouse that you can hover over a link to see in the status bar right. whether it's the legitimate site or not. So I'm going to show you this actual email that came in. There it is. That's on my iPod Touch. And here's what was scary about it. It looks absolutely legitimate. 
Except for the fact you probably didn't have that much money in your bank. That's well. Here's the <laughs> here's the scary thing. Okay. Oh. I know that I don't have that much money in in the bank account. It's at, it's saying that I've paid forty two hundred dollars out. Uh, so the, PayPal is a transient account. I never carry right. that much money in my PayPal account. So what do I do? Just in case I ever need m- access to money in PayPal, I've connected my bank account to that to that PayPal account. Most people do that. And that's fine to do, and it's safe to do. It's like any on, online banking transaction uh, or, or connection. It, it oh. works really, really well, and they make it safe. But this was scary because I knew that that connection was in place. So even though, so if I don't have that money in PayPal, what is it going to do? It's going to actually take that money out of my personal bank account. And you'll see, if you look closely at the email, it says looks completely legitimate dear paypal user you sent a payment of forty two hundred dollars usd to this boyd morin please note that it may take a while blah 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 and there's a link click here to view the transaction the payment was sent using your bank account by using your bank account to send money you just paid easily and secure see how it's using manipulative wording to make you think that this is really paypal it's secure it's safe yeah right this is all to trick you into thinking, wow, this is actually this has actually happened. And for a moment when I walked in the door, I saw that it looks absolutely real on my device. That's a, that's a, your heart a good stopped. looking one compared to uh, many really of them. Good. You know, grammatically, it's not messed up like exactly. so many of them are. Yeah, it's got a transaction ID. It looks very, very much like yeah. a legitimate PayPal email that you would expect to, to receive. So what the, the average user would do is, of course... Click on your transaction ID to find out more, or you know, with your finger, touch the view the details of this transaction online. Now, my screenshot you can't scroll down on, but below that there were actually more links. You know, click here for right. more information about this, and and it looks it looks really really legitimate. Now, sorry. No, no, I, I, I've, but I, I've known people who have actually clicked on a link and given their information. Absolutely, Un- uh, unknowingly. Yeah. Because if now what I did. And here's what you should do, too, when, you, when it's in question, if you're not absolutely certain. I went immediately to my computer. I went to PayPal.com, and I checked. I logged into PayPal, and I checked to see if there was a transaction showing for $4,200, and there wasn't. So immediately I was suspicious that, oh, this email is probably not even real. Right. So then I logged into my email from my computer... And then I was able to hover over the the email links that were shown in that email, and I realized, nope, this is not PayPal at all. It's directing to some other website. Yeah. But the links look legitimate. If you see in your email, you know, w or https colon slash slash paypal dot com slash whatever, you think that that's really PayPal. But then when you hover over that link, you that realize... That may not actually be the hyperlink. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. just text. I mean, I can make it say anything. I can make it say, click here for more. I can make it say, https colon slash slash paypal.com. So it's when you hover over it on your computer, it shows you in the status bar what that link is actually going to take you to, and that's what you need to be mindful of. So that's the PayPal one that I got this week. Now, I also received one from FedEx. Lo and behold, and just to show you that these things are are really, you know, like I'm. It said it was from FedEx. He didn't receive it. It was from not FedEx. from FedEx. Yes, yes just exactly. Don't want the FedEx. And this makes it hard on those companies too. I mean, what's the first thing that a million people do is they send an email to PayPal, right? Heather, you were mentioning that you were in the same kind of situation, received something that seemed suspect. So the first thing that you do is you send an email to the provider, the actual provider, be it PayPal, FedEx, and say, "I got this email. Is this real? What is it?" Why are you sending me this? Blah, blah, blah. So uh, from a business standpoint, of course, that just it means that they're probably receiving a number of those emails and they're having to explain that it's not actually them. And, and that can cause problems with business too, right? Yeah. So if we look at... Now, I'm going to bring up this one that I received from seemingly from FedEx. Let's see here. Okay. Again, this one looks very, very legitimate. It looks like a, a FedEx tracking number and a FedEx email that says, your parcel has arrived. The courier was unable to deliver the parcel to you, and it has that day's date and the time, and says, to receive your parcel, please print the receipt and go to the... So what do you think? See, that's what I'm talking about. The links can say anything. Look at that print receipt. Now, if I hover over that, I don't know if you can see this at home, 
Um, hopefully, if, now if you're watching in, in uh, HD, you'll see that that is actually going to on, on their uh, vital yeah, or some yeah. other website that is absolutely nothing to do with FedEx. So if I click that to print the receipt again, it's tricked me into doing that, into doing something that it's not that we're not supposed to, and that can that can cause some really big problems. We've got a special delivery here tonight. Hey, Rachel Shu. <laughs> Hello there. I said I wanted cookies. This is pretty good, oh. though. These guys are not even. <laughs> Apparently, we need to get. They should become a sponsor, yeah. shouldn't they? So, Timmy's. <laughs> mm. Rachel is working for you Tim's. Talk. That's what the yeah. deal is here. <laughs> you talk. You want me to talk? You mean I can't eat? Actually, you know, there. You mentioned phishing scams that mm-hmm. actually aren't uh, computer ones, and. Right. I mean, uh, a friend of mine, this is a computer thing, but uh, he uh, had a, a reputable um, antivirus program on his computer. He got a phone call saying, oh, my goodness, you've got viruses on your computer. Um, right. We need you to log yeah. in right now. And, you know, he's new at computers, stuff, and yeah. he believed them because he actually had this particular brand. Yeah. They had him, he gave them everything but his social insurance number just because he, he believed them and yeah. and as soon as he talked to me I said, go to your bank, do this. Like he had to, sure. he had to cancel bank accounts, credit cards. Mm-hmm. It was, he didn't actually end up losing uh, a pile of money or anything, but yeah. it was just an absolute total lie from the get-go, but it sounded legit. And oh, absolutely. Called, you know, they are good. And, Fishing uh, scams are very realistic. So, I, I'll give you another story. You know, you want to be somewhat skeptical by nature is really <laughs> useful. You, you kind of have to be, and, and it's all about just having that knowledge and, yeah. and knowing how to check on things. And, I, and I've said it before, if you're in doubt, you know, if, you're, if you doubt that it could be, if you think it could be something malicious, pop us an email live at category5.tv and we'll, uh, we'll take a look at it for you. I had one, Eric, that reminded me how phishing scams can happen over the phone. I actually got a call from a customer who was, I'll say, smart enough to, to consult, mm-hmm. smart enough to, to find out, you know, is this legitimate? Uh, they actually called me up and they said, I've got Microsoft on, on hold on the other line. I was like, okay, yeah. No, no, they, they put you on hold. You don't put them on hold. <laughs> they're telling me that I need to give them my password to get into my computer because they're, they're calling me up. Microsoft, okay, not really Microsoft, yes. Microsoft, makes a cold call and says, this is Microsoft calling. We see that you're running Windows 7. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. Okay, yeah. well, that's, you know, how many right. percentage of, of people. So, great. Uh, but you already automatically trust them. Okay, so you're running Windows 7. Uh, we have just discovered a, an exploit, which is very, very serious. It can't be fixed by your virus scanner, and we need to get this fixed immediately. Now, as a service to our customers, because you are, you've purchased our software, you're using Microsoft Windows, uh, we're, we're offering a free uh, service to, uh, to fix that for you online, or you can bring it into your local computer shop and, uh, and you can pay the bill. It'll probably be about $150 for you to do that. So would you like to do that, or would you like us to, we'll send you a piece of software and you can actually, uh, we'll connect in and we'll take care of the problem for you. Nine times out of 10, the user who is unknowing says, oh, Okay, well, yeah. no, I'm at my computer right now. I'll I'll be happy to uh, to let you in. So this customer of mine, of course, had that happen, and and uh, fortunately had called me in at the same time. So then, of course, they get the remote administrative software. They get in. They install a rootkit or something that is going to allow them to access your computer even when you're you know not at your computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that would add you as a part of a botnet, steal your keystrokes, which would possibly take your credit card information, things like that, your login information for certain services as you type them into your keyboard. So that kind of stuff can be really, really scary. I, in fact, received that very phone call from Microsoft. That's M-I-K-R-O-S-O-U-G-H. <laughs> and and I, you know, I, I didn't have time to really play with them, but I, I could. You know, I, yeah. I would love to sit down and, and pr- play the, the novice user and, and pretend that I'm walking through all the steps and just see where they go with it. But I'm a Linux user. So even if they right. sent me their Windows tool to hack into your system, it's not going to do anything, most likely, because I'm on Linux and so I'm a little bit more safe. But it made it kind of ironic that they were calling yeah. me and saying... Well, that's kind of like back to another email one where, you know, you're dealing with one bank. Yep. And, you know, sometimes you'll get an email, you know, sure. and it, it'll say, you know, say you deal with Scotiabank, it'll yep. say it's TD. or But every once in a while they actually get the right bank. 
it's head so, and so and it looks good the, the graphics are right and you know if you're not uh, wary yeah you, you might may get click that on email something. from pay- paypal yeah and you don't use paypal so you yeah. immediately think oh that's suspect right so you don't you just delete it but somebody like me who heavily uses paypal on a regular basis and you know all of our donations come through paypal so you know the immediate fear is oh well, what happens if that money were lost because that was been graciously donated by our viewers. Right. Actually, I was going to see if we could start a campaign to buy me a Z10 or a Z10 if you're in the. <laughs> no. There you go. Oh, so yacht or jot uh, says he reports all phishing links to http colon slash slash fish tank dot com and that's with a ph. Cool. I'm not. Well, I'm not familiar with that site. Two eighty three. Two eighty three. Very good comes to us from jot a reliable source well i don't know <laughs> to, to kind of summarize the conversation here folks just be very very wary when you open something that you're not absolutely sure of watch when you're clicking on links make sure you forward something over to us if you're not too sure and we'll be happy to look into it for you very wary mm-hmm. very wary that, that could be very difficult for certain cultures to say <laughs> sorry where are we now very good I received this in the mail this week. And Carly, I know you're watching. Hi, Carly. Hey, Carly. Is that I, Carly? No. These things can be great. They can be horrible at the same time. These are mini DVDs. I have taken apart a whole laptop (laughs) to get one out again. To get one out? Oh, it wasn't in there? It was an Sitting just right? (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. Well, here's, here's the, the thing. These are quite often used for, for what? Video cameras that take mini DVDs, mm-hmm. right? But if a user is, is filming something and then ejects that DVD without first closing it, you take that DVD home and it will not play. For the life of you, it will not play. You know that it's recorded on there, but there's absolutely no way to get it to play. So... Carly sent this in, and, and I guess Carly was watching the show when we were talking a, a couple weeks ago about the fact that DVDs, CDs are a dangerous way to store your data because they degrade over time, and they will eventually lose your data. So when she popped this into her DVD player and it didn't play, of course, immediately she thinks, oh no, the DVD has degraded. Well, I've got good news for you, Carly. I took a look at this with DD, which is a copying software in Linux. And when I did that... It stands for Disk Destroyer? No. It doesn't. Nobody really knows what it stands for. Disk Duplicator. Direct Dub. Yeah. Whatever. Um, using that tool, I was able to copy the entire DVD to my hard drive without fail. So there were no bad problems with this. Degradation was not your problem. What had happened is that the disk was removed from the camera without first being finalized. So there's nothing but that camera that can now play that. Because the disc is not converted to DVD. This isn't a phishing scam, but send us your camera, please. No, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So I looked into how we could fix this for you, and I found some software. And, you know, it's $50, $100 to get this special software. Please send that via PayPal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that's not good enough for for us. Okay. Sorry, Eric. I know. He's looking for a new phone. So, yeah. (laughs) Now maybe there's a chance. Okay, so what I did is I thought, okay, well, we're, we're Linux fans here. We're fans of open source. What would happen if I ran this through Test Disk? Test Disk, of course, being free software, free. which includes Photo Rec. It's photo recovery, but Photo Rec uses a sector So by it sector. doesn't wreck photos. It's REC, recovery, <laughs> right? So what I'm going to do here, Carly, live on the air, we're going to see if this is possible. I've got my computer screen up here. We're going to see all your pictures. I'm going to go into the terminal. And folks, if you've got one of these disks that you're unable to read, here's what we want to do. I'm going to go into... Now, first of all, you need to make sure that you have test disk. So you go sudo apt-get install test disk in Linux. Okay? Enter your super user password. And you'll see that I already have this installed. It's already the newest version. So for me now, I'm going to type in photo rec, R-E-C. It tells me I need to enlarge the terminal, so let's do that. There we go. So photo rec is free software. Remember, we were looking at software that could be 50 or or $100. Now we're looking at this from a different perspective. I'm going to go sudo to become super user. Compare at. 
yeah, comparable at however much money. So when I do that, I'm actually seeing the uh, the two hard drives that I have in my computer. Unfortunately, for the sake of the demonstration, I was hoping that it would detect the disk. I thought that I had it in the drive. It seems that I do not, but I'm just going to let you know. Using that software, what it does is it goes through sector by sector. Now, even a disk like this, you got to remember that the data is on there. The video oh. is on there. It's just that it's not in a format that's readable. So what I was able to do is use PhotoRec, uh, browse to the disk itself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just see if I can eject this and, and get access to it. I was kind of hoping to show you. And it doesn't look like I do have access to that disk, unfortunately. Did you sudo? But using PhotoRec, you can recover sector by sector any files that are on a disk, even if the disk is not finalized. So having done that, Carly, I was able to find a, an MPEG file on your disk, which is video. And the video was about an hour and 20 minutes long-ish. And I've copied that uh, onto another media for you. So for absolutely free of charge now, from looking at possibly 50 to to $100, Test Disk, which is a Linux tool, uh, saved the day was able to actually copy the data right off of that disk absolutely no problem and very very quickly as well so uh, so I was quite pleased about that but I wanted to share that with you the viewers because maybe you've got media where you know it's it it could be anything test disk is able to read CD uh, hard drive um, anything that it can get a physical access to a flash drive for your camera you know if, it, if you've taken a whole bunch of pictures and then the battery dies all of a sudden you can't access your flash drive you plug it into the to the computer, bring up PhotoRec, browse to it, and just walk through the steps, and it will uh, it will do it. With this particular case, using these disks in Linux in PhotoRec, I just chose all the default options. It, it's an uh, like a standard formatted disk uh, because we know it's ISO because it's uh, it's a, DV, a DVD. So just walk through the prompts, and it copied everything to my computer. So good to go. Saved. Saved. Thanks to Linux. Some of the backstage folks here are thinking that young Rachel looks bored watching her dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and Jot said it's odd that she brought food. Normally she just comes to eat it. <laughs> Thanks, Jot. All right, we've got to we've got to get into the news. So, um, yeah, I'm scared. I, you know, this mouse has me scared now. I'm uh, there. There are 87 buttons, and <laughs> there we found it. All, All right. right, we can do this. Da 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 da. <clears throat> Well, here are the top stories from the Category 5.TV newsroom. Burger King has said its Twitter account may have been hacked after its profile picture was changed to a McDonald's logo. The background picture on the account showed fish McBites and some posts contained racial slurs, obscenities, and references to drugs. The firm says it asked Twitter to suspend the account, but today has regained control of its account. The malicious defacement by a disgruntled employee, perhaps? Or could it be a risky yet genius marketing tactic driving hundreds of thousands of users to Burger King's Twitter account overnight. We may mm. never know. That's an interesting point. And I see that there are 83,000 followers in the screenshot of when the hack took place. And I know that there were well over 100,000 today. <laughs> oh so my. Tens of thousands of people following them now. Could be. Could be. Spanish authorities working with the European Union's law enforcement agency have arrested 11 people from Russia, Georgia, and Ukraine, shutting down one of the phishing scams, which we have warned about. Software planted on targeted machines accused the user of having viewed illegal content. It then told the user to pay a fine before continuing to use the machine. A uh, Europol statement said by dressing the ransomware up to look as if it comes from a law enforcement agency, cybercriminals convinced the victim to pay the fine of 100 euros, that's $130 or approximately 85 pounds, through two types of payment gateways, virtual and anonymous, as a penalty for the alleged offense. The criminals then go on to steal data and information from the victim's computer. Oh, so it's not just money. No. Ooh. But does anyone fall for this type of thing? Apparently so. The authorities estimate that the revenue being generated by this ransomware was in excess of 1 million euros per year. Wow. Brazilian regulators have ruled that Apple does not have exclusive rights to the iPhone trademark in that country. Ah! 
but the U.S. tech giant has already lodged an appeal against the decision with the Brazilian regulators. The ruling is a result of a local company, Gradient Electronica, registering the name in 2000. Uh, six years before the U.S. firm. Apple can continue to sell iPhone-branded handsets in Brazil, but the decision means that Gradient has an option for suing the exclusivity in South America's biggest market. Wow. Wow. It kind of reminds me of uh, back in the day I used to work with a project called iOS. And then, of course, Apple came along, and now iOS is their operating system, and don't tread on that. But uh, you know, the, the, the Beatles owned the apple and right there was a thing yeah. with the uh, yeah it's all about patents all about patents a new tool has been developed that can reconstruct long dead languages researchers have created software that can rebuild proto languages the ancient tongues from which our modern languages evolved Fantastic to test the Jackson. system <laughs> the team took 637 languages currently spoken in Asia and the Pacific and recreated the early language from which they were descended. From a database of 142,000 words, the system was able to recreate the early language from which the modern tongues derived. We're talking about reverse engineering a language. Yeah, that's 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 cool. cool. While researchers are able to reconstruct languages that date back thousands of years, there is still a question mark over whether it would ever be possible to go even further back to recreate the very first proto-language from which all others evolved, or whether such a language even exists. Mm. Wow. Is that a language I'm looking at? (laughs) (laughs) It is. What's it say? Mm. A pioneer in the visual effects industry, Petro Vlital... I better get this correct. Are you going to help me here? Petro Vlahos has died at the age of 96. Now, the techniques I, he developed. On, we're going to pay homage here as you explain what it is that he did. <laughs> oh I, my. I'm just going to hold this thing behind The me. techniques he developed allow filmmakers to superimpose actors. Man, it's warm. Uh, actors and other objects against separately filmed backgrounds, usually a green or blue screen. The process is known as chroma key. He developed the procedure for 1959's Ben-Hur and then went on to win an Oscar in the 1964 after creating a related process for Disney's Mary Poppins. Is that how she flew? I thought it was real. The death of the 96-year-old was announced by the company he founded, Ultimat. Wonderful. Well, that was fun, Rob. That was the worst example of chroma key in the world. Here, here. Can we do that again? That's my fault. I want to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) The top stars (laughs) from the Category 5.tv newsroom. I'm going to get buried in the sand. (laughs) So how can I get the top stories? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Am I still attached? What have you done? Well, I've lost my mic clip. Okay. We're oh, still well. on. We're still here. Yeah. It, we're live, Eric. We are live. We're That's live. how this happened. If yes. we were done in the studio, we would have cut that out. Sorry. Get the full stories at Category5.tv slash newsroom. The Category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at Category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Rachel Shu. I mean Eric Kidd. <laughs> Eric, tonight's show is brought to you in part by QuarteryElectric.com. They are powering our lights. Thank you very much. And uh, make sure you check them out, QuarteryElectric.com. Also, get a free trial of Netflix at cat5.tv slash Netflix. We'd love to have you check it out. And uh, we're going to show you a device tonight that's actually going to allow you to watch Netflix on your TV. Whoa. The world's smallest computer. Let's get to it and add it. Want to take a look? I'd like to take a look. Can you imagine a computer that fits in this here box? That there box? This here box (laughs) is a full... Let's see the specs here. This is a dual-core processor computer with a gig of RAM, 8 gigabytes of built-in memory. It's a quad-core OpenGL ES 2.0 AMD Z430 GPU. For those of you in the know, you're like, whoa! That's big for something so small. It's got, and it supports up to 32 gigabytes of memory. 
You stick Whoa. a micro SD card in there. They've got you covered. It's got built-in BGN Wi-Fi. This particular model, this is the MK802-3S, which you can read all about by going to the website cat5.tv slash mini PC. Get over to that to find out. This particular model also has Bluetooth. Whoa. So we're going to look at uh, what that means to us in a little bit. It supports Macromedia Flash or Adobe Flash, I should say. Uh, that's, you're old, that's eh? Me back. You're, yeah, you're old. Macromedia, mean, <laughs> wow, that's a couple um, years back. I want to I take this out of the box and show you why this is so cool. Don't go to the site just yet because then you'll know. Okay. I got to show you. You ready? It costs $8 million. Okay, though. world's smallest PC, folks. People were saying, is, you know, what, what is it? What is it? Here it is. This is the Ricoh Magic MK802 3S. That is pretty cool. Let's get this out of the box. Unboxing music, please. Ding, 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 ding. That there didn't sound like unboxing music. <laughs> I'm not going to go there, but. <clears throat> this is it. That's it. It's a little bit bigger than the size of a flash drive, a USB it flash is. drive. It kind of looks like a USB flash drive. Smaller than a bold. Smaller than a bowl. There you go. I want to tell you what's so cool about this. You, you take a look. Tell me what you, th- what you see. Okay. It looks like it's got a USB. You, know, you plug yeah. it into something, right? We plug it into something. But plug it into something. But Here's the thing. What? Picture of USB flash drive where you plug it into USB. Okay, we have right? USB port. Now, this one, instead of USB on the end, it has a plug for HDMI. HDMI? So we're plugging this directly into your HDTV. And it becomes a computer connected into your, your television set. Just like that. Okay. As I mentioned, this is a multi-core computer. It's running out of the box. It's running Android 4.1. So we know that it's, uh, it's a good you know, operating system from Android. There it is. Let's, let's actually take a look. I, I have pre-shot some video just because I wanted to actually be able to hold this in our hands and show it to you. And, and Eric and I are going to go through the video with we'd you. We'd do it live, but we'd have to take the cameras offline. Yeah, we'd have to let it around, <laughs> and there you go. So let's take a quick look at this. This is uh, the Ricomagic Mini PC, cat5.tv slash mini PC. Now, for basic setup, now that's a close-up of what it looks like. So you can see the HDMI port on the left there. And uh, around the other side... We've got a power input, which is USB. We've got a USB port to be able to connect peripherals to it. You can see just how absolutely small it is. Just look at that. So you put this in behind the TV, and you're, you're not even going to know it's there. Your kids will know it's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to actually plug this into an HDTV here. And you'll see, okay, now I'm actually having trouble getting it in. And they've thought of this because some televisions are not going to allow you to plug in something that's got such a wide kind of chassis to it. So they've provided you with a short little extension cord that will just simply allow you to plug that in directly to the back of your TV. So straight into HDMI. Now we need to power it. So we're going to do that through USB. So I'm plugging a USB cord in here to the power port. And then you can actually plug the other end into the service port on the television to be able to provide power to that device. Now let's fire it up for the first time. There we go. Out of the box, it's preset for 720p and actually supports up to 1080p at 60 frames a second. And that's, uh, that's our first screen. So how cool is that? That is very cool. Easy, easy, A couple easy of folks setup. in the chat room even said, that's very cool. You see how quick and easy that was to set up? Yeah. Like, just like that. Just breezy, breezy, breezy. Uh, so I actually wanted to take it kind of to the next level. You, you need to have a look at this. I mean, that's unbelievably cool. This is what's interesting, I think, about this time that we're living in, is that things are computers at one point got bigger and bigger and faster Didn't and faster. we have a whole room full of computer just to, just to do, do that. fairly simple calculations yeah. so now things are getting so incredibly small and and it's a good thing it's it's really changing the way that we look at computing and how we do computing you think about you know do you need to go out and buy a new tv to be able to have internet on your tv well no so that's your mini sd card yeah you've got a couple of mini usb yeah, exactly 
you do have just one USB connector. The other USB is for power, and then one to connect it to do okay. firmware updates. One's and for DC, like right? Yeah. So now I'm just fixing my my shot here so it doesn't loop. Uh, this device, believe it or not, okay, we're going to look a little bit closer at it, but is only around sixty to seventy dollars. Wow. And it's a full computer. It's it's cheap. It gets the job done. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the specs. It does 1080p HD video, as I was saying. It will support HD on YouTube if you want to watch your Netflix videos, things like that. Because it's powered by Android 4.1, you can get into the Google Play Store, download as many apps as you want. Anything that you can do on your tablet is now available on say, so all the stuff I have TV. on my tablet, I can... It's up on the big screen TV. Very cool. To take it one step further, you get your tablet or your smartphone that's Android-based. You install the free app. And now that device becomes the remote control for your television, for the Rico Magic device. It oh, actually okay. becomes an on. So you can see the remote on the screen, and you can actually control it like that. On your tablet, you can you can you know it's a big button kind of thing. Okay, so I can I've got an Android tablet. Mm-hmm. I can take that. You can actually make it the controller for Very that. Very cool. So what's up on the screen? You can push play. On your tablet, and it okay. will play out So there. if I don't have that, how am I controlling this? That's the thing. We've got a couple of different options. First of all, the, the Ricomagic Air Mouse. So this I can actually hold in the air, and I can control just by pointing at things on the screen. Very much like a Wiimote, if you will. Um, it's just a simple remote and should do the job well. Now, unfortunately, the particular device that we received as a review unit is non-functional. Oh, but I have. But seen it looks videos. good. It looks good, uh, and I have seen videos of this working, and it's a it's a rather impressive device, uh, and that's available off of their website as well. So next up, of course, now you it's USB. You can plug in a mouse. Uh, we're going to see that I actually ended up using a um, just a, a Logitech wireless mouse, okay. and just plugged in the receiver to the USB on the Rico Magic device, and then I was able to use my wireless mouse kind of idea but then we know what do we know about the device already it's got bluetooth right aha so that means we can use headsets wireless devices things like that and wireless micro keyboards imagine that a full qwerty keyboard as your remote control so i can be sitting in my lazy boy or lazy you would be my lazy butt chair and Mm -hmm. something like this this is just a re uh mini keyboard not directly uh, associated with rico magic at all but they do have similar devices available on their website as well that wow. you can purchase um, but this is a fan- fantastic way to control it yeah now you can get a full-size keyboard of course but most of you are going to want to use this for multimedia predominantly i mean that's what you're going to be using it for because it's on your big screen tv but this allows you to actually use it for internet and surf around actually type some stuff and do emails and things like that on a full qwerty keyboard plus it's got the mouse trackpad as well with left and right click and all that kind of stuff. So there are many, many different ways that you can control the thing because it's limitless. It's USB. It's Bluetooth. So, But then we run into the fact that it only has one USB port. Right. Well, that's not a problem. USB hub, perhaps? Right, but we're going to look at that and and think, okay, well, what's going to happen if we plug in a hub? We're going to plug in a device and another device, and we're pulling all the power off of the service jack on the back of our TV. Right. We've got maybe a couple of amps if we're lucky. And this device, I'll just tell you, it's not in the manual, but uh, it is a two-amp device. So you need to have a dedicated two-amp power going to that. So if it's the only device and you're not plugging in peripherals, then that's probably okay to plug it into the back of your TV or into a computer's USB port. But what happens if we want to plug in devices to that is it's going to be drawing more ampage. Okay. If we plug in a webcam to it, it's going to be drawing more power. If we plug in a mouse, it's going to be drawing more power. So that is where the newer technology 7-port USB 2.0 hub comes in. Whoa. What is cool about this is, um, we're going to take a close look, uh, not only is it a USB-powered hub, but it actually has a dedicated 2.1 amp output. So by connecting our Ricomagic uh, Mini PC to the 2.1 amp power output, it has dedicated power so no matter how many devices we plug into this it will never go less than 2.1 amps so you you know that your device is always going to be well powered if if it goes below 2.2 amps 
right? Which would be the case if you plugged it into the service port and then plugged a bunch of devices into it. You, you could have stability issues and things like that because there's not enough power for the device. So this from newertech.com is available for under 30 bucks, like 25 to 30 bucks. So definitely uh, highly recommend that as a companion to this product. Uh, we'll take a look at how I actually set this up in a more advanced setup using uh, this hub from Newer Technology. So what I actually did is I've got this, uh, this USB hub, and you'll see it's got, what, five USB 2.0 ports, plus we've got the 2.1 amp dedicated uh, port and a sync port, and of course the input for power and USB. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to plug in the Ricoh Magic uh, into the 2.1 amp, and that is strictly power. This is what's cool too, is it's, it's not going to feed back any data. It's strictly power. So now I'm plugging in the Ricoh Magic to the power, which is the dedicated 2.1 amp uh, from Newer Technologies port uh, hub. And now here's where things get really cool. Now we want to actually replicate that single USB port on our Ricoh Magic device. So we're going to actually connect the data input on the Newer Technology USB 2.0 hub. We're going to plug that into the USB port for devices on the actual mini PC. So now you see what we're doing. Because that one is just power, we're not creating any kind of feedback loop or anything like that. We're actually giving it dedicated power and now we have replicated it to give us five ports. This is the, uh, the actual USB receiver for the air mouse. So I'm plugging that in there. And I actually went about plugging in my uh, Logitech receiver as well. So even with my mouse and everything, I've still got four ports that are ready for me to use. So, And you can set this up a little neater. We're just doing this for the sake of demonstration. This is the air mouse as I showed you just a moment ago uh, and unfortunately didn't work in my test because it is just a demonstration model. This is the power cable. You're going to need that for your newer tech hub and that is what's going to actually power the device and power all of the devices that are connected in so it's not drawing any power from the, uh, the Ricoh Magic device. Set up. She looks like that. And uh, at the back of the TV set there you go. Very, very simple to connect. Very easy to, to put everything together. And it looks clean. You, you likely won't even see that it's even there. So I will know. You will know. <laughs> so now we're going to fire it up uh, with this particular configuration. And now we'll, I'm actually going to show you how, how this thing looks once it's uh, up on the screen. Definitely cool. Keep in mind, this is an appliance, so you're not going to have to go through this boot up process any more than you know the, the first time that you uh, that you use it kind of thing. You're going to leave it running most of the time, I think. So you can see my air mouse, unfortunately, simply didn't work. Um, I would have liked it to work, and I would have loved to be able to show that to you. But what I did, see, no response. That, of course, has nothing to do with the, the product itself. It's just the, the particular air mouse that I received. So instead, I switched over to the Logitech, just standard computer Wi-Fi mouse, plugged it into the USB hub, and you'll see that, uh, yeah, give it a go. Works absolutely perfectly. This actually has, this device has a built-in, you know, it's the wireless full-size keyboard as well. Um, so you're able to, to type on the screen, uh, you know, type when you bring up websites and things. So how brilliant is that? So we'll get a, a real close look here at, uh, at the operating system. This is Android 4.1. First thing you need to do is set up your, uh, your Google account, um, which you do quite, I'm just speeding things up there just to get us in. And having a Google account, of course, means that you can install apps through the Google Play Store. And uh, in a lot of cases, those are going to be available for you free of charge. So I'm going to do a quick search. First thing I want to personally install is Netflix, uh, just so that I can, sh you know, this is connected to my TV. I want to make sure that it's, uh, that it's available, you know, that I can watch my shows directly on my TV. So with this $60, $70 device, now I've got Netflix connected to my HDTV set box, and it's up and going, just like that. So... Netflix, cat5.tv slash Netflix to get the free trial. You get that coupled with this. Good to go. It is an Android device, 
So, you know, it automatically, you, you know, the hardware is compatible with Linux. So did a little bit of checking, and somebody has actually been successful in porting Ubuntu Linux huh? to this device. So if you'd like, you can actually flash it. You can dual boot it. You can get Ubuntu Linux on there. I think it's 12.04. Um, it's an ARM-based chip, so it's a special uh, version. That, you know, it's not the one that you download off their website, but it is available uh, through the forums at cat5.tv slash mini-pc. You'll find it there, and I'll also post links in the show notes for episode number 283. Just an interesting little tidbit sure. as, a, as a Linux lover myself. Uh, but Android is a fantastic OS for doing this kind of thing, connecting to your, your uh, television screen. It's got web browser right out of the box. Netflix is easy to install. And I wanted to kind of test the the actual product itself, and and you know I'm I'm a bit of a sucker for visual appealing elements, and and Android is is you know a pretty gorgeous operating system. Uh, that is one cute little Android. It is, yeah. One of the things that I love is uh, is enhancing my dash with. Uh, with, with live wallpaper. So I did a quick search for just simply beach live wallpaper because it's a beach scene uh, right out of the box. And I thought, yeah, maybe I'll see if there's a live wallpaper version uh, that I could install. So grab that. Live wallpaper, of course, allows you to do some really cool things. Take that scene and actually make it animated in the background. The, the out of the box ones, uh, they pre- perform fantastically. The, the device itself is super fast. The uh, the GPU is is quite incredible for the for the size of this thing. There you go. So as that installs, there we go. Now I can now that it's installed, I can bring up Live Wallpaper again, and you see that the beach scene is there. I can activate that and get away from the the old static desktop wallpaper. Just a little bit of a coolness factor. So wow. There you go. You can remove, just like Android, remove it uh, from the dash by dragging it up to the X and you're good to go so pretty simple to get everything up and running really really easy to get this thing uh, operational the performance is exceptional um, and it is an incredibly small device so with your USB hub could you attach an external drive for I am not sure on that Um, I I think so download all your your stuff or I'm trying to think of if I had done that with because it's Android, and yeah, right. if you plug in an external hard drive, you'll get access to the photos and things like that. So it's it's going to be exactly the same situation. Um, basically, it's all just self-contained. So what what you would find in a 10-inch tablet is now in this little device with full 1080p support at 60 frames a second. Granted, right, right. So, so you're talking about a this is a full HD. This is the innards without the display and the touchscreen and all that sort of so, stuff. Because yeah. how many tablets are 1080p? True. True. Right. True. Um, so, I mean, yeah, if you put videos on it, plug them in, stick them on a flash drive and connect it, then you'll be good to go. Cool. Cool stuff? Cool stuff. Pick it up at cat5.tv slash mini PC. Don't forget, get the companion hub. This is from newer technology at cat5. Uh, no, pardon me, newertech.com. Uh, is where you want to get that. So altogether, you're looking at under a hundred bucks, unless you want to get the keyboard or some other controller. But you've probably got something you can use at home, um, and you'll be able to, you know, plug that in. My PS2, uh, no, no PS2, <laughs> uh, but your USB keyboard. Even if you want to go wired, I mean, why not? But your phone, I'm wired tablet, half the time. Oh, it's your tablet, you can use that as a controller as well, which is actually really cool. I would have loved to show you that tonight, uh, but unfortunately, we, we're limited to how much time that we have. But uh, so check that out. So this Netflix, you're pretty much uh, pretty much set. Yeah. Category five TV. You get onto the bring website, me another uh, lemonade it. and away I go. <laughs> I tested it with our website. It came up beautifully. It, it worked flawlessly. The video played great. No lag. A video just plays exceptionally well on this. Um, so very, uh, you know, I'm I'm impressed. You will be too. Go get yourself <laughs> one. Makes a great gift. Cat well, thank you. TV slash mini PC. Okay, next week, Eric, you're not going to be here. Why not? Because it's Hillary's week. So next week. So 
And uh, we are going to be actually giving away the one-year subscription to NetTalk Duo. Uh, so you'll be able to replace your phone line. Don't forget about that. Get your ballot in. Cat5.tv slash phone is where you need to go for that. We will have Timbits. They'll be today's Timbits, but we'll give those away next yeah, week, they'll too. They'll be very, very still. <laughs> no, we're eating those tonight, folks. <laughs> Uh, if you send in viewer questions this week, very sorry that we ran out of time, but uh, we love having you here. Um, greetings again to all of our viewers tonight live on YouTube and those who are watching after the fact through however you watch. Make sure you send us an email live at category5.tv. We will dedicate some time next week and make sure that uh, that we get your questions answered. So. Sorry, I was going to repeat uh, Swiss Andy's McTimbits line, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to. That would right. be wrong. We can find out more in the chat box. <laughs> this is episode number 283. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. I won't be here. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Bye-bye. TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.